is God in modern America? Pat and our team seek the answer to this question and many more as we navigate life as Christians in America today. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Millennial God Podcast. I'm your host, Pat Samuels. And before we start today, I just want to give a quick reminder to hit subscribe, download this episode, and tell your friends about us so that we can reach as many people as possible. All right, so today we're taking a look at the celebration of Christmas in America. And if you didn't notice, I made the title of this episode slightly inflammatory on purpose. Of course, I don't think that God hates a celebration of Jesus being born. But I certainly don't think that he's a fan of taking that which was meant to glorify Jesus and using it to glorify something else. Not only that, but I personally look at Christmas and see that our celebration of Christmas really represents a much more significant issue in our society today. But before we get into all of that, uh, let's look at what is Christmas meant to be. So people began celebrating Christmas a few hundred years after the crucifixion. And there's a lot of information about the holiday's actual origins and how it was sort of a blend of some other non-Christian religious holidays. But I'm not really concerned with that because I do think it's important to have worshipful, worshipful celebrations so that there's nothing inherently wrong with the idea of remembering Jesus' birth. In fact, I think the idea of Christmas at its root is actually a great idea. But it is important to remember that Christmas is meant to be exactly that, a worshipful remembrance of Jesus's miraculous birth, life, death, and resurrection. And so before I go any further, I just want you to, to pause and think for a moment about whether Jesus truly is at the center of all your Christmas activities and whether or not you're using this holiday as an opportunity to forget everything else in life and just worship Jesus. All right, so what has Christmas become in the United States? Uh, well, I'll let you come to your own conclusions about whether or not you personally are really worshiping Jesus during Christmas, but let's take a w look at uh, what it is in America, sort of at a societal level, uh, what Christmas has become. Sometimes when I'm sharing the gospel with people, I use this uh, fictional story to talk about what people are worshiping in their lives. Uh, and so I'll kind of share that with you guys as an example uh, that, that relates to Christmas in America. And so the story goes like this. So just imagine uh, any normal day, I guess pre-COVID, uh, in a mall in the United States in America. Uh, in that mall, there's usually a food court. Uh, and so if you go to the food court, you'll see, you know, during lunchtime, you'll see all sorts of people, probably hundreds of people. They're sitting, they're enjoying a meal, uh, they're coming and going through the mall, they're, uh, you know, moving through the food court, and they're just, uh, they're, all, they're all sitting there just enjoying the meal, enjoying lives uh, with whoever they're with. Well, imagine for a moment that Satan uh, is sitting in the corner, right? And while he's sitting in the corner, uh, and while all the people are sitting and enjoying their food in the food court, I walk in with $500,000 in cash, and I walk into the middle of the food court, and I take all that cash and I just throw it up in the air. What are people going to do? Well, more than likely, uh, I can almost guarantee you that people start scrambling, trying to grab as much cash as they can for themselves. They'll start eye gouging, they're, they'll be fish hooking people, they'll be tackling people, pushing people over, doing everything they can just to grab uh, as much money as they can. And so when Satan sees this, he's sitting in the corner, when he sees this, he doesn't care that all these people aren't bowing down to him. He doesn't care that they're not worshiping him like they were. They could be worshiping God, anything like that. He does not care that they're not bowing down at his feet. What he wants 
is just to see that people are worshiping, that they're chasing after, that anything other than God himself is what's in charge of their life, what is ruling their life. And so he's perfectly fine with that. So that's a fictional story that I often use, but have you ever been Black Friday shopping during uh, in America? My hypothetical story literally plays out in stores across the nation every single year because for Americans, we've taken a holiday that was meant to glorify God and we've used it to glorify material goods and traditions. If you just take my story and you translate that to Black Friday, I'm sure we've all seen news articles, videos, everything of people shoving each other out of the way just to get some sort of material good in a store. People waiting for days, hours uh, just to get something in a store. And so with the proliferation of social media, I think it's even easier to see exactly how Americans are spending their Christmas. Uh, If you do a quick scroll through Facebook on Christmas Day, and I'm sure you'll find families in matching outfits, presents under Christmas trees, videos of kids unwrapping those presents, only to be wildly excited or disappointed that they did, did or didn't get a gift that they wanted. Right? That's what we want to teach our kids about Christmas morning is to put their hope in some sort of fictional character and whether or not that uh, they receive some material item, do we really think that those things somehow glorify God? Is that how we define God's love? By by whether or not he gives you the right present? By, by whether or not he loves you enough to give you some present that your kid wanted? If anything, that is literally the opposite of what the Bible teaches because we're supposed to praise God no matter what circumstance we face. Not only that, but in Matthew chapter 6, verses 19 through 21, it says, Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth, but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, for where your treasure is, there your heart is also. So if we think about what Christmas is supposed to be, Christmas is supposed to be a celebration of Jesus. It's supposed to highlight everything that he did while he was alive, his miraculous birth, everything like that. But if we actually look at what Jesus said, he's talking about in Matthew 6, he's talking about do not lay up treasures for yourself on earth. Do not build up material goods. Throughout the New Testament, we see him uh, talk to people about how how bad it is to build up material goods and have these uh, perpetual need for, for material goods. And so somehow in America, we've taken that, who Christ was, and we've taken Christmas, which is supposed to celebrate Christ, And we've turned Christmas into the exact opposite of what Jesus meant for it to be. Rather than idolizing him and worshiping him, we're trying to build up treasures for ourselves on earth. In fact, we uh, spend hundreds to thousands of dollars every year per person just to do that for one another, uh, only to, to do exactly what he taught against. And so... What else will you see uh, besides people, uh, you know, building up these treasures, giving gifts, that kind of thing? What else do we see in Christmas? Well, you also see uh, lots of Christmas decorations. And so I ask you, have you ever actually looked at people's Christmas decorations? I know, you know, we all drive by uh, the the lit up house down the street. Uh, We see people put out decorations weeks, months in advance. But have you ever taken the time to actually look at people's Christmas decorations? You may see a nativity scene here or there, maybe at a church, uh, maybe at one or two people's house. But overwhelmingly, what you'll see is statues of Santa Claus and reindeer and Christmas trees and decorations that look like presents and tons of other things that have 
absolutely no relation to Jesus and certainly don't serve any purpose purpose in worshiping him, which again is the the, the whole purpose of uh, Christmas is to worship Jesus. Uh, but instead we see these figurines, these statues, these idols to anything and uh, anything and everything under the sun. And to me, whenever I look at that and then I look at the statistics that are in America, it's really no surprise that first nine and 10 millennials celebrate Christmas because almost all Americans celebrate Christmas, right? But only 40% of millennials believe that Christmas is a religious holiday. So nine and 10 celebrate Christmas, but only four and 10 actually believe that it's a religious holiday. Over half of people my age don't believe that Christmas is a religious holiday anymore. And you know why? Because they were raised to idolize the holiday itself and the material gifts that they received rather than Jesus Christ himself. And so as we look at society, personally, I think that two of the greatest things that Satan can can accomplish in any society is first, uh, he can normalize sinfulness at a societal level. And second, he can take that which is meant to glorify God and use it to glorify something else. And he's done both with the American celebration of Christmas. But as bad as our celebration of Christmas is, to me, it's merely an indicator of a much larger problem within our society. So let me give you guys an idea of what the bigger picture looks like in America whenever it relates to the church, religion, specifically Christianity. So I'm going to give you some statistics. These are all from the Pew Research Center. So if you guys aren't uh, familiar with Pew, it's an awesome organization. Uh, They're about as objective of a research center as you can find in the United States. They really just present facts uh, and then let you draw your own conclusions. And so these facts are, these statistics are a comparison from 2009 to 2019. So this is a 10-year period uh, that I'm going to talk about. So uh, here are the statistics for you. So people who describe themselves as atheist, agnostic, or having uh, no religion in particular went from 17% to 26%. That's in 10 years. People who describe themselves as Christian has gone down from 77% in 2009 to 65% in 2019, and all current indicators say that the decline is quickly becoming more significant. But those member those numbers include all American adults. So how do, extreme do you think the gap is between generations? While 84% of the silent generation and 76% of baby boomers call themselves Christians, only 49% of millennials consider themselves Christians. I'll say that again. Only 49% of people my age consider themselves to be Christians. And guess who is raising the next generation after them? Do you think a generation of parents who are uh, at, at large rejecting Christianity will raise children in the church? Of course not. So here's some more statistics. More than half of U.S. Catholics say that abortion should be legal in all, ca- in all cases. More than half of U.S. Christians say that casual sex is acceptable. Only 38% of Christians believe that homosexuality should be discouraged. And Christians are more affluent today than they have ever been. And yet we contribute less of our income on average than Christians did during the Great, Great Depression. So just take those statistics into, into account for a moment. Not only uh, the fact that Christianity as, it's, as a whole is declining, but even within the church, our understanding of uh, what God says, God's law, and his sense of morality is also declining. We're starting to not take what God says as the truth or as seriously. We're starting to think that 
Uh, it's a lot more malleable than really what it is in the Bible. And on the point uh, about the Great Depression, uh, you know, support for charities and Americans in need is provided significantly more by Christians than non-Christians across the nation. Uh, but what's going to happen as the number of Christians continue to rapidly decline? Uh, you want to know why there's such a sudden rise in support for things like socialism and communism in the, in the United States? I think you can look no further than the decline of American Christianity. And in fact, the two are almost perfectly inverse of one another as Christianity continues to decline. Increase of support for socialism and communism continues to uh, increase. Americans en masse today are replacing God with government and God's law with society's definition of morality. And so, while some people may call me crazy for so vehemently criticizing presents under a Christmas tree, Black Friday shopping, decorations of Santa Claus, things like that, I'm here to tell you that perpetual generations of normalizing the worship of false idols during a holiday meant to glorify God only feeds the moral decay of our country that we currently see right now. And so what all of that really indicates is that we have a society filled with people who worship false gods and could not care less about it. So what happens when a society as a whole across the nation serves false gods and chooses man's law over God's law? For a biblical reference, let's take a look at the book of Jeremiah in the Bible. So Jeremiah was a prophet to the nation of Judah. And one thing I love about this particular book is that in chapter 1, God says that he is sending Jeremiah to both pluck, uh, pluck up and break down, destroy, and to overthrow. But then he also tells Jeremiah that he's going to build and to plant. So we kind of have, uh, we, we certainly see the pluck up, break down, destroy, and overthrow part in, in the United States right now. Uh, but we can also have hope that God is going to build and to plant eventually. Uh, but first... Let's look at some similar similarities between Judah back then and the United States today. So tell me if any of this sounds familiar when he, whenever he's talking about the people of Judah. In chapter 1, verse 16, he says, They have made offerings to other gods and worshiped the works of their own hands. To me, that sounds a lot like Christmas in America. In chapter 2, verse 13, he says, They have forsaken me, the fountain of living waters, and hewed out cisterns for themselves, broken cisterns that can hold no water. In other words, that means that the people are putting their hope in things other than God. In chapter 2, verse 27, he says, For they have turned their back on me. In chapter 3, verse 21, he says, They have perverted their ways. They have forgotten the Lord their God. In chapter 5, verse 3, he says, They have made their faces harder than rock. They have refused to repent. Again, they've refused to repent. Only 49% of millennials call themselves Christians. Talk about a generational refusal to repent. Chapter 5, verse 7, it says, Your children have forsaken me and have sworn by those who are not gods. Again, this sounds exactly what like what happens when children are raised by a generation of non-believers. Chapter 5, verse 8, They are well-fed, lusty stallions, neighing for his neighbor's wife. Just like America, we're as affluent as ever and as sinful as ever. Chapter 5, verse 28, They know no bounds and deeds of evil. They judge not with justice, and they do not defend the rights of the needy. When you look at politics and society today, do our leaders judge with justice? Do we defend the rights of the needy in America right now? In chapter five, or in chapter six, verse fifteen, he says, "Were they ashamed when they committed abomination? No, they were not ashamed." Have you guys ever heard of the Pride and LGBTQ movements? Those are full of people who are not only not ashamed, but 
just as the name indicates, are literally proud of their sinfulness. In chapter 6, verse 19, it says, As for my law, they have rejected it. Does the American sense of morality match God's intent right now? In chapter 9, verse 5, it says, They have taught their tongue to speak lies. In chapter 9, verse 6, it says, Heaping oppression upon oppression and deceit upon deceit, they refuse to know me. In chapter 9, verse 13, they, it says, They have forsaken my law that I set before them and have not obeyed my voice or walked in accord, in accord with it, but have stubbornly followed their own hearts. To anybody listening today, I'm telling you that our country has forsaken God's law and followed our own hearts. So how does that turn out for the nation of Judah, you might ask? Well, God says he will destroy and overthrow, that the people shall be put to shame, that his wrath will go forth like fire and burn with nothing to quench it, that besiegers come from a distant land, that fire will consume the people of Judah, and that God will punish them and that they will be overthrown. In Jeremiah 6.19, he says, Hear, O earth, behold, I am bringing disaster upon this people, the fruit of their devices, because they have not paid attention to my words, and as for my law, they have rejected it. You see, God will give our nation exactly what we desire, just like he did to the nation of Judah. Over and over again, God warns the nation that they will be tormented and overthrown with violence because they have chosen to reject his law and followed false gods. Why would you think that America will have a different result if we continue our current trends? So, does God hate Christmas? Well, I don't think that God hates the original intent of Christmas. He certainly doesn't hate anything that worship, worships and glorifies him. But based on what I read in the Bible, God certainly hates anything that serves the purpose of worshiping for false idols. So I'll let you determine the answer of, does God hate Christmas for yourself? As for the greater societal problem that the American Christmas represents, here's my prediction. Uh, first, I think that the number of people who call themselves Christian will drastically decrease over the next couple of decades. Uh, I think the church and our nation will most certainly face consequences for turning our, turning our backs on God. But I also think that we're on the verge of a sort of great awakening within the church where even though we have less Christians, we have more faithful Christians. You might ask, why do I think that? Well, I think we are slowly but surely seeing a return to a more biblical church. Uh, if you don't know what I'm referring to, I highly recommend you check out organizations like uh, We Are Church, which was started by Francis Chan. Uh, there's a, a, another great resource, No Place Left. Uh, they're an awesome network and resource for how to start churches in your local community, how to actually share the gospel with people, um, and how to get uh, really returned to a uh, more biblical style of church that represents what Jesus intended. Uh, and finally, a shameless plug for our parent company, ReChurch, who will be providing a lot of great resources in the near future. I'll make sure to include a link to the website uh, once that's all finalized. So we may face a similar future to that of Judah, and if that's the case, you might be asking, who is God in modern America, uh, which is the tagline of this podcast. Well, the difference between the time of Judah and now is that as Christians, we can have hope in Jesus Christ, that he was sent from heaven, lived a perfect life, died on a cross for all the things that we've done wrong, rose from the dead three days later, and now rules as the king of both 
heaven and earth. Uh, the people of Judah did not have that hope in Jesus Christ, but fortunately we can have that in our daily lives today. And so as you go out during this Christmas season and you see family and you celebrate Christmas, I ask you just to consider, is your celebration of Christmas truly in God's intent and is it truly worshipful and glorifying of God or are you seeking to either consciously or subconsciously glorify some sort of false idol? That's all I have. God bless. Hey, thanks so much for listening to the Millennial God Podcast. Don't forget to hit subscribe, and if you liked what you heard, give us a shout-out on social media or leave a review. We are available everywhere that you listen to podcasts. If you want to support this podcast and keep us on the air, click on the link in the show description to find out how. And if you ever ever have any questions or want to reach out, you can contact us at millennialgodpodcast at protonmail.com. That's millennialgodpodcast at protonmail.com. God bless you.